406 on the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. I could never pretend that I don't love you. You could never pretend that I'm your man. That's exactly the way that I want it. It's exactly the way that I am. And you call me in the morning with your troubles. Taking it downtown every night. I could never place a star that night above. Got my hands on the ground and you know I'm right. You ain't so long. Oh, I need a little bit of energy, so I let the turtles play out. Man, I waited so long to be on the radio today because of the Minnesota Twins, but I am very pleased to have in studio with me because he comes at a moment's notice. Bam, wham, poof, I'm here. The smart cyclist, Michael Christensen. Michael, how are you? I'm good. Happy Thursday. Sorry the Twins didn't... um... Play longer? No, get done sooner. (laughs) Win. Oh, that, yeah, that too. Well, they took two out of three from Boston. Yeah. Boston's good. They so. managed a couple of runs, I noticed, toward the end there. Yeah, bottom of the night, they stretched it out just a little <laughs> bit longer. Um, so the Smart Cyclist is here most Thursdays, and we talk about all kinds of things related to transportation and uh, recreation and uh, cycling. And uh, today, today, it's pretty much just the rain. Let's talk about the weather today, Patrick. Well, we love the weather. We do the weather here a couple times an hour, as it turns out, but we can talk about it some more because it's not raining. It's not raining That's right your now. update. Yeah, there you go. Quit raining. It's kind of nice out. Uh, sun's going to come out. It's going to be fine. However, uh, I couldn't ride my bike to work today because my route was flooded. The route. The route. The route. The route <laughs> is flooded. Yeah. It's, a, music- trail. it's a musical now. Yep. The bike trail is underwater in places. So I was all excited because I noticed that the rain was going to stop this afternoon. Mm-hmm. So I took off, drove home after lunch, mm-hmm. during lunch, for lunch, and grabbed my bike and brought it back. And by the time I got back, I got the email, the press release from the city saying, hey, remember, the bike trail is probably going to be wet and flooded. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. So how do I want to deal with that? <laughs> So if I ride the bike trail, I'll be tempted to ride through water that I probably shouldn't. No, you don't know what's underneath, man. Logs, water, uh, mud. And then do I really want my bike to get that wet anyway? No, you want to get that wet. So I got to figure that out. So be careful out there. Yeah. So that's a thing. You're still going to go for a ride though, right? I might just like go do those laps in Yankton Yankton Trail Park on the pavement. Yep. Always fun. Good workout. I should do that. Uh, The thing is, is the reason we have a bike trail that we do, a wonderful, beautiful bike trail that we talk about all the time and everybody uses a million times a year is that our river, our Big Sioux River is a, a meandering river, right? A, r- a river runs through it. It, the it, city. Was, it created this huge, we live on an island essentially. And Dude. to, there used to be all this stuff down by the river that would get flooded before we had all that flood control. And so after the flood control and all that, they pulled out a bunch of stuff, created the beautiful greenway. Parks. And the, yeah. It's wonderful. But the reason it's there is because it's next to the river and the river can flood. So, you, so that it can flood without flooding businesses. Yeah. And we accept that. We accept that as a price of doing business. You and I accept that as a price of doing business. Yep. There are other folks who grumble. Oh, uh, there's grumbling? Yes. About the flooded bike trail? Oh, I hear that occasionally. Uh, yeah. Why don't they do something about it? We put up Why can't we? Yeah. Can't we just like not flood these parks when it rains? <laughs> <laughs> That's they're, why there. they're there they're there because they're like a one big buffer strip of yeah. of cleansing yep 
to keep the the stuff out of the yep. river. And it doesn't stay high for long. So no, it'll be down. Actually, it'll probably be down by the end of the day. Don't you think? Well, I don't no. know. No. What did the city say? I don't know. Oh. This is a very informative program. I don't know that they have an opinion. (laughs) I I have an opinion. What's that? No. Tomorrow or the next day. Okay. That's fair. Although, as you were saying, it didn't rain much north of here, so that kind of helps. We might get lucky. And the thing is, is it'll go down and it'll be muddy. That'll be a problem, so be careful out there, people. That's what we're saying is don't have these expectations that it's going to be all spit polish yeah. by the time you go out tomorrow. just because it's not underwater doesn't mean it's slick oh, because man. of mud that river mud yeah oh it's the worst you can you can get go down get hurt and get dirty yuck whoop. just whoop and it's gone yeah right out from under you now of course the parks department does a really good job of clearing that off that I mean, doesn't last long that but was gonna be my next point it's also not instant no it takes a while to drive that broom 20 miles well and, it doesn't have to go 20 miles but and you don't know what else they got to do But they're always out there pretty fast, and we appreciate that. That's the message from this segment of the Patrick Lally Show, brought to you by the Sioux Falls Park and Recreation Department and their fine work on the bike trail. Whether they know that they contributed (laughs) or not. (laughs) No, they contributed to our quality of life and my well-being. Absolutely. uh, I may be, you know what, that's a pretty good idea, except I can't even ride my bike over there to Yankton Trail Park to do the loops. There's a one-mile closed loop over there. It's awesome. But uh, I'd have to drive my bike over there because I can't get there because of the bike trail's closed. That's right. And I would ride the streets. I do ride the streets. I'm not afraid to ride the streets. But the only streets that can get me from here to there are 57th. This is a tough part of town, this western, southwestern area. It's very suburban. We should talk about that when we come right back. If you want to, we will. We'll be right back with the Smart Cyclist on Weird Friends in this twin shortened version of the Patrick Lally Show right here on Information 1000 KSOO. Well, I ain't your baby, I ain't your baby. 417 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. And we continue to jam on with... Trampled by turtles. They're so good. So, so good. Um, say, with this rain, we were talking about rain. Uh, d- did you Did you say you had, you said something about water in your basement. You have water in your basement? Uh, yeah, my basement gets a little moist in, so, the, in the heavy rains. So is it bad? I mean, is it, are you, do you have water now? Uh, I have water pouring into my sump pit like it's a fire hose. And I have a long, sordid history with that sump pit. And evolutions and phases of home defense against rainwater. <laughs> wait, a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So do you, do you get water in your, are you able to keep it dry? Right now we have, in the last few years, we have not had rainfall that exceeds the capacity of my sump pit. <laughs> that doesn't sound good. Or you guys like got your fingers in them? Is I've it like, got, a, like a Dutch situation? I've got a, a highly enhanced water expulsion system <laughs> in my sump pit. What does that mean? So so we 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 built the house yeah. and we got a sump pit and it's we got out a, on the west side we somewhere. A, yeah. Okay. Yeah, up a hill. Up yeah. 26th Street Hill, right? And we got a sump pump in there and and it didn't on the heaviest of rains it didn't keep up. And so we did have a few inches of water in the basement. So so we went rounds and tried to figure out what to do and and eventually we we had a second sump pump installed in that sump pit 
So now my house has dual exhaust, which I believe is some sort of high performance thing, right? <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. How okay. do you put? Okay, I, admittedly, I don't have a lot of experience with sump pumps. I've I've been blessed in my life, yeah, to live in houses that did not suffer this indignity. All right. Yes. So one sump pump to me seems like you're good. You got a sump hole. You got the pump in there. You're covered. Yes. Apparently not. Right. So, so when that first sump pump's going off, you're like counting the seconds between it runs, right? So it runs and then, and then it empties the pit and then you count the seconds before it has to kick in again, right? It's like when, and, when your wife went into labor, you were counting the seconds and, between the contractions. And those seconds get smaller and smaller and it is, smaller. It's like giving birth. Oh, high anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> until eventually it just runs for a few days until until it stops raining. So I, I'm at home praying for the end of the rain. So so we called the plumber and said, we got to do something. Yeah. And they're like, what? No, two pumps in the same hole? Did you, you, you come up with that idea on your own? Yeah, it just made sense. Does it have to? Okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. So I think there's a brick or something in it. So yeah. it raises the second pump above, the, above other. the other above the original. And he's doing that. He's like, you're never going to use this. <laughs> he's like he apparently had never seen anything like this right he is nonplussed we, by we use the plumber of high repute and i <laughs> and i assume that he'd seen everything but no you're never going to use this and that's by, what no no no. that's what you want your plumber that's what you want your plumber or electrician or any skilled tradesman yes to say to you goes oh i've never seen this before <laughs> that's, right. That's, that's right that's not good next level stuff he said, you're never going to use this. And by next Tuesday, by the next Tuesday, it was both of them were going, both of them were running. Can you feel the second one kick in? You're like, oh, here we go. It actually, yeah. <laughs> the house goes. <laughs> yeah. And you look out the front and you got water. Two hoses out of the house. Yep. Just, okay. Yep. So it's, it's, it's uh, one hole. One hole. One drain tile circuit. Yep. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah. Three, three circuits coming into one. Into hole. one pit. Then all the water comes into one pit. Yeah. Out of that pit, two with hoses. a cap on it, two hoses out of the same pit. Yep. Up to, out of two holes in the house. Yep. Out into the lawn. Yep. And this is Actually, the point where we say, remember people, always drain your sump pump into your lawn or street or sump pump drainage system, not into your pump, your hole in the your house. Your hole in the, your sewage. Sewage. Yeah, don't yeah, do that. Don't then do that. Get backed up sewage. And we don't do that. And I actually don't let it go onto my lawn because I don't know how the water gets into my pit. Ah. So I assume my lawn, anywhere in my lawn is suspect. Mm-hmm. So I actually push them out into the driveway. So majority of the water goes down the driveway, which I'm sorry for my lawn, but. You know what you yeah, need? I don't want that coming back in my house. There are places, there are neighborhoods in this community that have the uh, drain built into the sidewalk. So it goes right out into the street drain. Yes. You got to get one of those. You mean underneath the sidewalk? Underneath the sidewalk, yes. I understand they don't like to do that. For one reason, it ruins the curb where that hole, it weakens the curb where that hole goes through. But you know what my dream was? You know what? If I <laughs> built a house again, if I built a house again, and I still got a story about that sump pit, but if I had, if I built my house again, I'd put a huge tank underneath my driveway. Yeah. And I'd fill that thing and with water. And then use the water for your lawn. And then I'd water out of that. A brown, a brown water system, a gray water yes. system, right? Yeah. Why aren't we doing that? God, I don't know. But yeah, that's what I, I would do that if I had the uh, uh, another chance. I when we built that house, I was stupid and didn't know a lot of stuff and was like, hey, it's the American dream. We're building, <laughs> we're, we're moving to the suburbs. And now I'm like, what? I live out here and I didn't do this underneath my driveway? So, Also uh, heated 
heating coils underneath the driveway. Yes. That's another thing. That'd be nice. Do, at this point in life, you get later in your life and you're like, I made decisions based on $500 that have affected me the for, rest of my for life. For thousands of days. <laughs> yes. I would have given anything to have, like, say, a drain in your garage. Yeah. At the time when you're building a house, you're like, oh, my God, no. That is a luxury that only, only the rich among us can afford. Yes. And then you get to be 40 and you, you punch yourself in the eye every day because you sweep, you know, it's got crap in your garage. It's yep. terrible. Yep. So how is your, so everything's fine at your house. Well, so we got the second sump pump. Yeah. And, uh, and by the next Tuesday we were using it. Well, then the next ring came and uh, because we had two sump pumps mm-hmm. on the same electric circuit, boom, <laughs> the electric circuit blew. And then you had an electrician come out and he says to you, Ooh, I've never seen this before. <laughs> you have two sump pumps in this pit. Yes, we do. And we'd like two electrical circuits to run. Yes. They want one, one separate for breakers. Yeah. So yeah, just, and well, one of the nice parts about that whole deal is we do actually now have a real live backup, assuming yeah. that we don't get so much That's rain true. that I actually need them both. The thing is when you, when you become empty nesters, which is not that long and you realize that your house for uh, you and your lovely wife, Monique, is just too darn big, and you go to sell it, and people come in, and, and it says, what do you mean there's two sump pumps? They're either going to, one, they're gonna, <laughs> either going to see it as, whoa, this guy was ready for anything. This will never flood. Or how much water does this place actually get? I know. I know. It's, we'll have to market it. Yes. Highly as, advanced water expulsion system. Yes. That's going to be on the readout that you get with the, yeah. Ready for a thousand year flood. And of course, thousand year floods come every, what, a couple of years couple, now? A couple years. We had five inches of rain yesterday. Is that right? what it is? Yeah. Like Dan, Uber producer Dan Peters is going to give me the update on that. It's the highest, let's say, I think it's like the fourth or fifth highest two day total. In fourth, Sioux Falls history. Fourth or fifth highest two-day total in Sioux Falls history. Really? The one time when we had the big flood not that long ago, we got six inches in about four hours or whatever right. it was. When that, that was overwhelming. When that car was upside down in that drainage pit over by Grinnell. Yes, I was out on that night. And, yes, uh, you were. 26 and, and those pe- flooded. those people's driveway, like the, the cement slab, like yes. floated away over on, on the Silver Valley, Silver Valley Drive. Yeah, yeah, that was wacky. The driveway is, was laying down the... Yes. That was awesome. That's a flood. And now that's a flood. And people. that was high anxiety for me as my sump pit. Psh, dual exhaust. I can't even celebrate it. It just makes me nervous. <laughs> Whenever you hear it but kick in, you're like. But it's awesome. You're waiting for the turbocharger. That's right. <clears throat> Got the next one. Second one's going. <laughs> uh, I was going to talk about uh, news in the, in the second part of this show, but. Maybe we'll just keep talking about sump pumps. <laughs> uh, we're going to come right back after the news and weather with Mr. Dan Peters. This is the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. And there's a waitress with a sweet tattoo. She's gorgeous and in love with you. Uh-huh. 4.34 on the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. And this was going to be the part of the program where I uh, yell at city government. But I might get a chance to do that later because the smart cyclist Michael Christensen still here in this extended dance play version of Weird Friends in a twins shortened version of the Patrick Lally show. So, you know, we're just here hanging on a Thursday afternoon. And uh, I made Michael stay because we were talking about something that I want to talk about, which is Tuthill Park. Tuthill Park. So we mentioned uh, in the past that 
uh, FAST, Falls Area Single Track, of which you are uh, a member. Board the member, board, board member. And, uh, and the upcoming next weekend is the uh, Sioux Falls Trail right. Challenge, which is a big bike ride raising money for FAST. I'm telling you all this because it's connected. Gets to the fact that FAST is funding the building of new single track, which is for bikes, runners, hikers, everything, at Tut Hill Park, which is an amazing achievement. Yes. And they're here. And he's here. They're here. Trail Arts from Rapid City is in town. We had dinner with him last night. Um, he's been here, I think yesterday was day two. Where'd you go? Kaladi's uh, out there on 26th yeah. and Minnesota Avenue. Good. Accessible on Dakota yeah. Avenue because yeah. Minnesota nice, is orange. Yeah. So Under construction. So this dude. This dude has been building trail for a living for 30 years. Get out. Seriously. He told us his history. Des Moines area, then Omaha, then college at Iowa State. Hope that's okay with everybody. Um, and then... Uh, Bike industry started in Florida at a distribution center, Colorado cyclists, then later, and then got tired of selling bikes and hooked up on a ride, met Arrowhead Trail Builders, which were trail builders at that time. And he got in with them, threw in with them, and then he's been doing his own thing for quite a while. So he's got cred. He's, yeah, big time. Did, did you take him over to Leaders and he just kind of go, oh, because that was. did what? <laughs> here? Because no. that was fully volunteer. All volunteer. Yeah. Yeah, so... And you were involved in that, too. I was. From was the beginning, fast, a uh, few guys, so good stuff. Um, yeah, so he's here to build. It's raining. <laughs> that makes it tough to build trail. So he hasn't started yet, but uh, got a curveball already, as we learned about the emerald ash borer. E, no. And what does that mean for Falls Area Single Track and their building trail and maintaining trail? Are those ash trees back there? And uh, not all of them. But we have to we have to learn to be careful. You have to, and even even there's even like Leaders Park and Yankton Trail Park. We we have to figure some stuff out about that. Well, okay, so you don't generally you don't cut down trees when you're right. building single track. That's not that's not what you do. It's not like building a road. Right. So what do you have to avoid then? We're learning that. Um, <laughs> we know for sure we can't lop off a branch that might be at head level on where we would put single track if it's an ash tree. You just can't cut the branch off? That is, at this point, my understanding. And so, yeah, like I said, we're learning. But, yeah, there's, there's just concerns like about that. burn it? Make sure them little buggers don't get anywhere? No? Don't know. That seems probably not the best I, This is reason to tune in next week <laughs> after we've learned because this is new information. New things have come to light. But this isn't going to threaten construction of the... Um, no. We will move forward. Um, and, and alter the trail and do whatever needs to be done. It is not, so Tud Hill Park is not full of ash trees. Good. It's more oak, Baroque stuff. It is, it is just a, a sort of a volunteer oak trees. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> most of, most stuff in Tud Hill Park is volunteer. Yeah. Right? Nobody planted anything there. Yeah. Um, so that's awesome. Uh, the Emerald Ash Borer. They're every, I, you know what I read today though on What'd you uh, read? Argus Leader Media and, I'm dubious of this. Let's just get that out there. Okay. Apparently, what we're going to do is try and fight or at least slow the spread of the emerald ash borer by uh, 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 sicking a bunch of wasps on them. Wasps. Wasps. Okay. Now, this seems to me, to me, like a bad idea. Now, maybe it works. Maybe it's perfectly safe. John Ball, who's the uh, state uh, forestry guy, 
says, no, 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 it's going to be fine. This is our revenge. That's what he says. Revenge. He says these things, they don't sting. They're, they look like other wasps, but they don't sting. To which I say, uh, that's not going to really help when uh, a nine-year-old is running for his life towards the river. Wasps. Because he's trying to get away from the wasps. Right. I would run. Everybody well, runs. Regardless of whether the wasps can sting. Also, I'm still trying to avoid it. Because, uh, because I think like this, what I think is what's going to happen here is these non-stinging sort of, you know, benign wasps who only like to kill emerald ash borers will like cross mate, cross pollinate with some really nasty wasp. And we'll have like some version of like South Dakota killer wasps. The emerald, they'll be emerald. They'll be green and black stripes. They'll be green because they've been killing all. Yes, they'll be, they'll be like the hornet. You know what I mean? The green hornet. Yes. Only there'll be a, that's what we're going to have. Green killer wasps. All because we were trying to kill the ash That's all speculation. Yes. Not only is it speculation, it's wild fantasy. The the wild, the biological solution for emerald ash borer breeds the need for another additional biological remedy for the Yeah, what are we going to kill the wasps with? Right, the emerald wasp. The glowing, the glow in the dark emerald killer wasps. What could go wrong? I think it's going to be fine. Have I seen this movie or are we writing it? <laughs> it's like one of those 70s uh, terror movies where the nuclear infested rabbits grow up to be like the size of I, tanks. I think I've seen that. Night of the Lepus. Um, no, awesome. but I will say this. Every it, We did this before with the uh, 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 Asian beetle. Perhaps they, you've seen them. The Asian those beetle. Those ladybugs? They are not ladybugs. They eat you? They they bite and they make stains on your wall when you squish them. And I think they smell bad too. They smell bad. They live, they, they find their way into your house in the winter. They're the scourge. And they were brought in. And what what don't we have because we have smelly, bitey ladybugs? Apparently we have fewer uh, soybean aphids. So we have more soybeans. Apparently, well, I don't know if so we got rid of the soybean aphids or not. Worked. Right, if it worked. That's my understanding. Our yields are better of soybeans. I, in fact, am not an entomologist, but that's, that's my understanding. I only play one on the radio. Yes. So the, during the weird friend segment, during only during the weird friend segment. So the, the, the long and the short of this is we're still working on our single track. Yes. Still sign up and go out for the Sioux Falls trail challenge next weekend, which starts at remedy and is yes. your opportunity to go around the bike trail we're supported six stops by falls area bicyclists and volunteers. Yes. Put on to raise money. Encouragement, high encouragement, high support. Yes, it's just a great family atmosphere. This is not a big party. No. Just because we're starting at Remedy doesn't mean everybody chugs a brew before they go. That's not at all. This is your. This is taking your 12-year-old and saying, right. hey, want to try and go 20? Let's go all the way around the city. We're going to do it! Yeah! And, and, then, uh, and we, got, we got transport from halfway from Ellen Trailhead if you can't make it all the yeah. way around. It's great. You get a little passport. Passport prizes. People are already signing up for this, right? You can pre-register. Yeah, I'm really pleased with registrations. That's good. And you go to fallsareabicyclist.org. Yep. And big shield trail challenge. And then it tells you where to go. Yes. Yes. It's all the information's all there. It's next Saturday. Uh, The launch is between nine and ten, right? Yep. And uh, all finishes up like at two. Yes. So you have many hours to go all the way around. Yes. It's going to be great. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I'm working the registration table. Oh, checking cool. people off. 
I don't know what I'm doing. I haven't been assigned my duty yet. Is that a bad sign? No. Show up. <laughs> I'll get, I should have requested duty because now I'm going to get like, yeah, we really need somebody to sweep up the parking lot. <laughs> will you, will you clear the trail of this mud over here? <laughs> Here's Go around the trail and see if it's muddy anywhere. Yeah. Oh, Ooh. we didn't think about that. Don't fall down though. Uh, oh, we thought of that. No, they'll be like, here's a bag. Jody, here's... Jody's doing it. Jody okay. thinks of everything. That's true. Um, Michael uh, Christensen, he is the smart cyclist. Uh, thank you for coming in on this uh, tw- emergency version of the Patrick Lally Show following the Twins Day game. I love it, and I'll be an expert next week on Emerald Ashbore. I think there's a day game next week, so we'll figure out. No. Yeah. They yes. play every yes. Thursday or something? That's yeah, this amazing. month they're playing every Thursday. Yep, there you go. Confirmed. We'll figure it out. All yeah. right. Anyway, thanks for being here, man. We'll talk to you later. Happy to be here. Talk to you. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000, KSOO. We'll be right back. Maybe the sun will shine today. The clouds will blow away. 447 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000, KSOO. And uh, so we learned today that the Darren Ketchum, and if you don't know who Darren Ketchum is, he was the head of the Sioux Falls Community Development Department for a couple of years at the end of the Mike Huther reign. We find out today that Mr. Ketchum got a new job. He resigned just towards the end of the reign of Mike Uther, and he now has been hired by Legacy Development as a vice president. Now, who's Legacy Development, you may ask, and why do I care? Well, Legacy Development is the company that was awarded the RFQ that eventually led to the development of the brand new parking ramp, and 15-story double hotel in beautiful downtown Sioux Falls. A big, big project through the city, and they got the contract. They got the, they were awarded the initial qualifications after a whole other process, an RFP, which is competitive, fell through, right? So then they came back and they did RFQ, which means they can just pick a developer and do the deal, all right? So that's one thing. But there's been much ado about Legacy's connection to the collapse of the lounge, the the old copper lounge building, you remember that, in which a worker was killed, you remember that part, big controversy, still an investigation apparently going on about that deal, because Aaron Hultgren of Hultgren Construction, who was who had the deal to remodel that building when it collapsed. At the time, he was vice president of Legacy Development and Aaron Hultgren Construction and who's got the permits and who owns the building. And there was a lot of stuff going on there. And we are partner. We are in a partnership with Legacy Development because it's our land and we had to build the ramp. So we had to take out a bunch of bonds to build the ramp to let them put their hotel on the ramp. All right. So we're, we're business partners, right? 
So Ketchum and his role as Sioux Falls Community Development Director was dealing with legacy. And now he resigns and takes a job with legacy. Does that seem right? And now I see some reporting from friend of the show, Joe Sneevy, who was on yesterday, you remember, that in fact, Ketchum was negotiating going to work for Legacy before he left his job at City Hall. Now, there's all kinds of claims about firewalls and ethics policies and conflict of interest on either side, but that's crap. This is akin to, in my mind, this is akin to when Yoop Bolin, you remember Yoop, was working for state government on a contract on EB-5, then he left, he, he formed a new company and the next day hired the guy who was running the program for state government, for state economic development, who later killed himself because, you know, the authorities were coming in. This sort of government to private business jumping is a clear violation of the public trust. Now, Mayor Tenhaken says that when they found out, they, they asked him to resign. They said, you don't have access to anything, you're done. And that seems legit, okay? That seems like the right thing to do. And it was, the mayor sent a, an email to all the counselors today on this issue. But not have it, we have no structure in place for this stuff. The state of South Dakota, in, in, on the whole, has very bad ethics laws. And in some cases, no ethics laws. Think about this. Just, just think about this for a second. And, and, and Mr. Ketchum says, I'm not going to work on the Village on the River project, which is the big private-public partnership, the PPP. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just not going to be there. So I'm not going to going to work on other things. That doesn't matter. You were in the job in which you were involved in awarding the contract to the company left the job, got hired by the company. It's that simple. This is another in the long legacy of shady dealings by the Huther administration. Who doesn't think that's a bad idea? It's just not the permitting. This is a business deal. We are in business with these people. You, me, Dan, everybody. I there's no repercussion. I mean, there's, not, it, 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 there's nothing illegal about it. Okay? There's nothing illegal. He has done nothing wrong in terms of the law. But it's, it's sketchy as the day is long, people. 
We'll be right back to finish up the show. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Four fifty-eight on the Patrick Lally Show, Information One Thousand KSOO. You know it's Quarry Days up in uh, Del Rapids this weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. There's all kinds of stuff going on up there. There's like a softball tournament. There's a five k. All your all your best activities up in Dells. I got a, I got a beautiful park up there, right on the river. It's awesome. Do all kinds of cool stuff this weekend. Dells is a great town. Yeah, they're heavy on the activity with this particular festival. I've seen. Yeah, there's. I'm trying to do like a three on three basketball tournament, softball, five k. Seems like there was a uh, jarts. Wasn't there some sort of? No, there's not jarts. I want a jarts tournament. Jarts. You know, the other day I saw uh, cornhole on TV. I saw that too. That was weird. Very weird. Anyway, coming up on the show tomorrow, Laura Black will be here with us from Sanford Research talking about clinical trials and what you should know. Thea Miller-Ryan of the Outdoor Campus, the Buffalo Maiden, will be in, and I bet you, I just bet you we're going to talk about this uh, legacy Ketchum deal. That'd be my bet. Join us. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Hey.